0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Harriet Kemmer with Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're going to talk about your stimulus check and what you should do with it. And is it coming? Is it really, really coming? Some people have already received it and well, some are in wondering where it is. Well, we're going to talk about that this morning. But first, I just want to say today's Fearless Friday. That's right. It's Fearless Friday, y'all. <laughs> Fearless Friday, (laughs) and it is Friday, April 24th, 2020, and that is remarkable. That's a remarkable achievement. We seem to be pushing our way through April. Today, in fact, the state of Georgia has reopened some businesses for people such as gyms, barbershops, nail salons, tanning salons. Sounds like a lot of places where African Americans frequent. I wonder if that's some kind of population control thing because I believe that reopening states so early is open caskets. There are some parts of this that we need to fix and there are some parts that definitely are not working. I'm a little bit concerned about uh, how sheltering in place is impacting uh, shelters, of which I'm one of them. I operate a shelter and we we can't take anybody. And secondly, we, uh, you are, I'm worried about domestic violence and how that is playing out for, for women who obviously have to be home with the abuser, with the person who is, is abusing. And domestic here doesn't necessarily just apply to, uh, let me just be clear about that, domestic here is not just uh, intimate partner violence, but it's anyone you live in your household with. So it could be siblings, family. Mm-hmm. Right. Parents, if there's violence in a home setting, it's referred to as domestic because it's confined to the domestic situation. Right. So otherwise we otherwise refer to it as familial violence. So I'm a little bit concerned that that is still happening. But at the same time, I also don't believe that we all should rush back out. I believe it needs to be timed. Uh, this morning too, the governor of the state of Michigan will announce that she's extending the stay-at-home order here in Michigan, but she's allowing golfing and boating opportunities to, con- to go on. I find that <laughs> increasingly uh, crazy, but, hey, she's running the state, so she's going to allow people to go play golf, and she's going to allow people to go and vote. So good luck. You want it, you get it. These people have been agitating that, man, I can't go to play a game of golf, and, man, I can't go on my boat. Those are activities that are practice social distancing. Sure, you go to the boathouse and you go to the clubhouse to play golf. Sure, a lot of social distancing taking place right there. If you believe that you are impervious to coronavirus, think again. It affects any and anybody. I had a guest on my show a couple of weeks ago, Cliff Woodards, and he said, well, white people are, are not being as affected because they don't have primary uh, uh, health situations like uh blood high blood pressure, and so on. But even though that is a part of it, that's not the whole picture. Most people drink. And if you drink, you are prone to this. And if you have smoked, whether you smoke tobacco or you smoke leisurely, some people just have a cigar, you're still going to get the coronavirus, <laughs> right? So it's not just about uh, people who are prone to having high blood pressure or diabetes. It's also about the rest of us, some of us who drink and smoke. It's also passed from surface to surface. So you just need one person in that boathouse or clubhouse to get it, and then suddenly everybody else is going to get it. So you have to look at that as well. So it's not a good idea for that to happen, right? Uh, So be that as it may, it is what it is. People marched on Lansing. They wanted it. They got it. So, okay, go have fun, go boat and golf, and then come back with the, with the reports because it is going to happen. Don't think you are oblivious to it, right? A lot of people have been infected or affected by this, but they're not talking. A lot of people are not talking for fear that it could affect their social circles or it could affect the ways in which they conduct business in the future. Just personal uh, requirements, really, just personal Uh, They just don't want anybody to know that they had it, but a lot of other people have had it. They just stayed home and luckily survived, depending on your health situation and how much money you have, or you're just lucky, just flat out luck, right? So it depends on all of that. But I want to talk about your stimulus check for just a moment because I still, uh, on my Facebook feed, I still see people saying that they have not received a stimulus check. So I went digging to find out where that could be, and I am shocked. <laughs> I am totally shocked that, that there was – anyway, let me just tell you what it is. So let me set this up for you to show you how, where this is going. So that most folks have already received their $1,200 stimulus CARES Act payments, the $1,200 that Congress approved in response to the coronavirus crisis. It should have appeared in people's bank accounts last week. But the money may not make it into the hands of the people who need it to pay rent and water and light and electricity to buy food or just to survive through this. And You know, we've had mass unemployment and, and widespread suffering. Individuals might first have to fend off your own bank which has been given the power to seize the $1,200 payment and use it to pay off outstanding debt before you even get a chance to use your own money. So the government decided to give out the money, but Congress did not insert an exclusion in it that that would state that banks could not retrieve it and keep it if you owe them an outstanding debt. As a matter of fact, it was so bad. There are five banks, the big banks, five of the big banks, Actually said, "Well, I don't know. Chase was the only bank who said if they got the money and they, it was going to a recipient who had a closed bank account, instead of keeping the money, they would send it back to the government. The other four banks didn't say that, that that's what they would do. So in other words, what I'm saying is, if you, let's say you open you have an account with a bank, and you know we know that big banks practice predatorial practices. All banks practice predatory practices. They have predatory lending practices. They practice predatory banking practices. Let's just be clear. I had a conversation with my own bank yesterday that I bank with, and I, I tell them that I'll be seeking banking elsewhere moving forward simply because I don't like how they, treat business, how they treat businesses. I don't like it. I used to support them, but then it became something else. You see what I mean? So now we are probably going to get to the stage where I find other banks. A friend of mine who was very wealthy years ago told me that he had stopped using big banks. He had an account at Big Bank, a big bank here in the city, Comerica Bank, and he stopped using it. His account was so huge that they actually (laughs) had a vice president who oversaw his account. He's a businessman. And he said he got tired of the fees and the predatorial practices, he took all his money to a small bank. And he said, at least I have some control. I can tell them what I want, what I don't want, and I get stuff done." I think I'm going to get to that stage. Because big banks look at you, and if you're, even when you're generating money, they still see you as something that they have access to. So imagine you owe a bank. So in this scenario, here's what happens. If you had, let's say you got your tax return in February, your account ended up being overdrawn, and if you don't pay it off in 30 days, you know what happens. They close the account, report it to your credit history, and then the bank is never losing because the bank has insurance to secure that, right? They get their money back. Okay, whether you, it was closed out for $100 or $1,200 or 1000 the report says that most banks say they charge off accounts ending in negative $1,000. I can assure you that most of that $1,000 are fees. Overdraft fees are $35 or $36 per, per transaction. So you end up paying $500 in transaction fees for maybe one $10 charge that you might have had. Banks are predatorial. Under Obama, when Obama bailed out banks, he had implemented certain requirements that banks should not do. This administration changed all of that because they're friends with the big banks. The banks want to make money and we are we are the hook. A lot of things going forward out of this virus is going to have to change. They're going to have to change the way they look at people, they're going to have to change the way they view us. And there a lot of things going forward is going to have to change. So there you are thinking <laughs> that you have your money coming to you. So let's say you got your tax return in February or March, but you ended up in overdraft. So you thought that the account is closed, but you forgot and you didn't realize that a stimulus check was coming. The minute you all heard stimulus was coming and the way they were going to distribute it was through through bank accounts, you should have made sure you went to the IRS website and update your information. But we don't think, most of us don't think like that. Because again, my people, you are perishing for lack of knowledge, because you are not listening. You are allowing yourselves to be entertained and stimulated instead of being informed. Because you are not being informed, you are not aware of what is going on. When the coronavirus first started, I was uh, I was shocked at how people were viewing this, like this was something that was not going to happen. In fact, a lot of people told me that it was the media was hyping this out of context. Meanwhile, people in New York were getting ill. People in Washington state were getting ill and dying, and people were still saying the media was hyping it out of context. People are perishing for lack of knowledge. So you got, you got your tax return. You ran into overdraft. You abandoned that account. You didn't pay it off. But the bank does not forget. So your banking information is still on file with the IRS from the last check that you got paid for taxes, your tax refund, they're going to send that money to that bank because you never changed it. And guess what? That bank is going to hold it for those outstanding overdraft fees. It's called private debt. So the CARES Act did not insert, insert an exclusionary clause to obscure, to obscure uh, private debt collection. They tried and it was resisted against. Some senators actually went after it to get it out, but it was resisted again. So your stimulus check is still not going to get to, to you. The banks are going to own it. Are you seeing where America has gone in the last couple of years? I mean, it, it's bad enough to think that you don't care about people, but it's worse to think that finally you don't have a job and you're going to get this $1,200. So now many of you are going to say, well, I might as well go get one of those bank cards don't do that either. Those are even worse. They charge, from what I understand, they charge a fee for every transaction. Every time you go to check your balance, they charge a fee. Every time you withdraw money, they charge a fee. Don't do that either. You do need to bank with a bank. The trick is to find one that is not, is not predatorial. They don't exist in America. So according to this report that I read, A lot of what happens is that, especially smaller banks and so on, the credit unions don't do that. So if you're going to open an account, go to a credit union. They're kind of a little bit more humane, for want of a better word, than banks, traditional banks are. Traditional banks are in the business of making money. Yes, they want your deposit, but they also make money quick, fast, and in a hurry by charging fees. Years ago, I read a report that overdraft fees are a big source of income for banks. This is why when your account trips into overdraft, they attach a fee to it. They make huge sums of money. That's money that comes directly to them. Then they threaten you that they're going to close the account in 28 days or 30 days, and believe me, they will. They charge it off, they collect their money from the insurance company, and they keep it moving. This is why I say banks are predatorial. Do you see what I mean? And so a lot of folks who are waiting on a stimulus check and thought that a stimulus check was coming has not arrived, or maybe it did, but your bank held it for that outstanding debt. Will you get it back? Probably not. You'd have to call the bank. If you you found out, if you realize that that was the last banking information that you gave to the IRS, you need to go to that bank and say, where's my money? You took it. You took what you owed me out of it. Now give me the balance folks, you need to go march on the banks. Stop sitting there and taking everything as if you don't have a say. Talk up and speak up. When you speak up, they will listen. The banks are predatorial. The online merchants are predatorial. Do you get what I'm saying? They're all in the business of screwing you to make money. They don't care about you. I know they give glossy advertising and they use messaging to communicate their words. But at the end of the day, they're after your pocket. They're in your pocket. They want your money. You've got to understand how the economy is structured. The people at the bottom are heaviest. They want you to stay at the bottom because you must buy their goods and services so they can continue to stay at the top. Don't you see that? I mean, let let, let me put it into perspective for you. So in New York City, in Manhattan, when the coronavirus began its rampage through that city, wealthy people who traditionally don't go to the Hamptons, on, you know who the, where the Hamptons are because you all watch the music videos, right? So, you know, hip-hop culture has taught you where the Hamptons are instead of geography. Anyway, so <laughs> a lot of people, wealthy people decided to flee the city. Because they didn't want to be, once the places were shut down and most of them owned businesses or they were in a position where they could work remotely, they rented spaces in the Hamptons. The Hamptons are coldest damn year. People don't usually head down there until, until in May. Not this year. When the coronavirus started its rampage through New York City, you couldn't find anywhere to rent in the Hamptons. People went to the Hamptons. Well, who are those people? Those are hedge fund managers right those are people who are very wealthy those are people who run the big banks those are people who own smaller banks they all took off and went to their country homes while the rest of us had to tough it out in the city i want to put it in perspective so you understand that according to the laws the laws give the cons- you they- I don't care how big my bank is, and I don't care how small they think my bank account is, my account is. I'm still going to call them out on their BS that, look, I don't appreciate your predatorial practices as it relates to me. Seize and desist. Otherwise, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. So if you're going to fix it, you fix it. If you're not going to fix it, know very well that I'm going to tell everybody that you are nothing. Do you understand what I'm saying? You need to stand up and call them out. When you get to your Facebook page, I bank at Chase Bank and they took all my money. I bank at XYZ Bank and they took my money. That's what people need to say. Instead of posting pictures of what you're cooking, right, and posting pictures of you twerking, start posting pictures of where society impacts you and touches you so that you can draw attention to the issue, that you can obtain some relief. Some of you just sit back and say, well, that's Al Sharpton's job. That's this job. It is your job, too. Get involved. We didn't achieve that everybody sat back and relied on two people or three people to do this. You have a voice. Your voice is important, and your voice is loud and powerful. Use your voice to call attention. So if you find out that you're a stimulus check, you can call the IRS, right? You can't probably can't get anybody right now, but you can go to the website and you can fi- click on the link that says get my payment. Put your information in, and it's probably going to tell you by now, they have updated it, where the check went. Take a screenshot of that, then call your bank and ask them, where is my money? You can haggle with them, and you can fight with them. Now, understand, if you owe them overdraft fees, then they can withdraw it. They, 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 you know, they have a right to because it is what it is. Some banks said, well, the account is closed, I'll just send the money back to the government, but the, the law gave them. So on this report that I read, I'm going to post the link because y'all need to read this stuff. The IRS actually had a webinar with banks. Check that out. This is the first time stuff like this has happened, where the IRS ab- abandoned American consumers, abandoned the American public, and took the side of the banks. Are you all listening to me? Sometimes I think I'm talking into a vacuum here. I am going to repeat that. The IRS took the side of of banks over the side of American consumers and had a webinar. Instead of having a webinar for the rest of us, they had a webinar in which they told the banks, based on the laws in your state and based on your own operating procedures, you can do what you want. We're still going to send the money to you because that's the information we have on file. And you know what you were doing? You were hanging out with Pokey and them, and you were not listening. You didn't read enough. You didn't turn the news on. I'm still amazed at how many people don't watch CNN. I'm amazed at how many people don't watch MSNBC. I'm amazed that you don't know what the Wall Street Journal is or the Washington Post is or the New York Times. People, wake up. Start reading the events that happen. Do you read the Detroit News? Do you go on the free press? Do you know where that and what that is? Or you just click on Detroit and watch the local news about some shooting taking place somewhere else, and maybe your boy, Pokey, going to be seen escaping the cops on the street. Is that what you all watch? Or are you going to read the opinions of informed people who are talking about the issues of the day? That's what journalists do. They report on the issues, and they report on it from a perspective of information. They are informed opinions. They're not loose opinions like the guys in the barbershop who shoot breeze. These are informed opinions. They look at it because they're informed because they have access to more information and data sets that guide their opinion. So when they opine on an issue, listen to it, read it, so you can be informed. People perish for lack of knowledge. For instance, the governor of Georgia says he's going to reopen the state. Where where are you all at? Did you all hit up his Facebook page? Did you all go on his Instagram page? Did you go on his Twitter page? But I bet you were following your boy Diddy. And you were following your boy Snoop Dogg and clicking like on his foolishness. I'm not saying Snoop Dogg is foolishness. I'm just saying whatever he posts that is funny or whatever. I'm using him. I can't, I can't he's my boy too, so I can, you know talk about him all day, right? But even they are guiding you to the issues. But did you go to the Facebook page of the governor of Georgia and tell him, hell no, we're not doing this. That is wrong, sir. You need to retract that. No, because you all just sit back like, oh, I guess they're going to continue to hold us by the nose and drag us kicking and screaming or nowadays more submissively to the stake and light us all up at the stake. And we are sitting ducks because we choose to be. You think that all those folks who died during civil rights died for us to be quiet now. You know, Representative John Lewis is an icon of the civil rights movement, right? He was beaten. He was arrested. He just stood right up to it. And he's in the battle for his life right now. I follow him on Twitter. And I I, I don't know, they haven't posted much about his health situation, how he's doing. It's been some four months now. But he posted the other day that if you're on Social Security or on disability, by Wednesday, this past Wednesday, the IRS was closing the window for you to update your payment information. The man is on his sickbed and he's still thinking about the people. Meanwhile, the people are too busy being entertained to be informed. You would rather be entertained than to be informed. It's a struggle all of us are having. All of us who are trying to bring attention to the issues, we find that whilst we are concerned about the impacts that it will have on our people, our people are sitting there and they prefer to be entertained. It's a struggle. You know, years ago, I heard Reverend Jesse, it's about 10 years now, I heard Reverend Jesse Jackson say the same thing. And I'm, I was appalled then, but I see it happening right now. We would rather be entertained. We would rather be on TikTok. We would rather be listening to Diddy or whoever it is, little, little baby, young baby, whatever his name is, Migos or Migos, Bigos, Cobos, whatever, than we would to the actual facts. Migos is not sending you a check for $1,200. Neither is Niddy or or so on. They'll go to a food bank and give some money to a food bank. They're feeding you once. We're talking about being fed for life here. Teach a man how to fish. You feed him for life. But if you give him a fish, you feed him just for today. Your stimulus check is what you paid taxes for. But the government, the the, the people who crafted the legislation, the government meaning the congressmen and women and the senators, they had certain special interests that they wanted to protect. And where were we? Being entertained. Sliding into people's DMs and telling people to send me a pic. Getting your base impulses stimulated and entertained as opposed to being informed knowledge is power. If you don't have knowledge, you don't have power. You've got to have knowledge and you've got to know how to apply that knowledge. All of us need to be able to come to the table and come to the point where we say, I don't know as much as I should know. And I need to know more. I have found that the more I I think I know is the less I find out I don't know. I am constantly searching for more information because my brain apparently has limitless capacity to retrieve and store information. I wish I could, some days I wish I could read faster than I read, and I read very fast. I read, do you know I'll have the TV on? And the TV is on as background, my kids will tell you, because I'm constantly glued to a screen on my phone or on my iPad, reading and reading and reading. At night when I go to bed, I have to resist the urge to pick up the phone to read some more. But sometimes I have to, because I've, there's something pressing for my attention. What are you all reading today in the state of Georgia? You all live down there. That's your city, Atlanta, and you are all glorifying in it. But I don't hear you resisting. The mayor says, I, I, don't, I don't know how, many, how much uh, constitutional power she has to resist the governor's order. Because the governor sure can send the National Guard to enforce it. But businesses can also say, I'm not opening Businesses can also say that. Did you know that the gym industry lobbied the president to reopen the economy? Did you know that? Did you read that? Well, it was on NBC News and the New York Times. Go look it up. The gym industry lobbied the president to reopen the economy because they're losing money. Now, frankly, they still charge us a fee. So how did that happen? So if you were to ask, so if you were to ask who is profiting from this, now you know. Right? Are they interested in you doing well? No, they're interested in their bottom line. So where is your bottom line? Get off your boot and get active. Go to the IRS website to find out where it is and then call the bank. Chase Bank, by the way, was one of the few of the top five big banks, said, we're not going to take the money. If the account is closed, we're going to send the money back to the feds And Chase Bank is not exactly a sterling representation of, of non-predatorial practices. In fact, they've been sued, not just here in America, but also in Paris, in France. But they said, no, nah, we're not going to keep the money. We're going to send it back. So some other smaller banks and so on, practice predatory lending. Let's even look at Even your tax preparer, the large tax preparers—Jackson Hewitt, Liberty, uh, uh, H&R Block, and the other one—I can't even remember them. Can tell I don't use them. When you were going there to get your taxes done, they charge exponential fees, don't they? Don't you think their fees are a little high? Their fees are based on how much you're getting back. It's whether you're getting back fifteen hundred dollars or thousand (laughs) dollars. it's still the same work to prepare it because it's all on a W-2, isn't it, right? (laughs) So they're really not doing anything but sitting there and entering numbers into a tax preparation software, isn't it? And they make you feel that they're logging into the IRS servers. They're not. That's their software. Now you all know the truth. Are you going to go back to H&R Block and Jackson Hewitt and so on for your taxes? I bet you're not because now you know that when you were giving them your your bank account information, they were not sending it to the IRS. They told you they were collecting it and sending it to the IRS. No. They provide the IRS with their banking information. And then the money comes directly to them. And after they take their fees out, they give you the rest. So now you know. I bet we're all going to get friendly with tax, what's it called, TurboTax, and Quicken aren't we? QuickBooks, Intuit, we're all going to become very friends on how to write. It it's not that hard. It's not hard at all, especially if it's straightforward like W2s. Pretty straightforward. Right? Because now you know. So a lot of people didn't get it because it didn't go to the tax preparer. The IRS was sending the stimulus checks directly to people. So a lot of people, it still when they can't find a bank account, what they will do, they probably sent it all to the tax preparer because the IRS probably thought that, you know, this was, you know, this was your tax. Uh, your ta- so now the tax preparer has to send the money, has to go through and send the money to people. Isn't that crazy? No, you know, isn't that predatorial? It is. So when it's near tax them, they know people are desperate for money after Christmas. So they'll advertise, like, you can get an advance loan. Uh, It's called rapid refund, that rapid refund loan. And then they take some of it. They charge you a fee based on a credit check and how much you are allowed to get and blah, blah, blah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.